Welcome to Geared for Growth. I'm your host, Mike Mortlock, Managing Director of MCG Quantity Surveyors and Tax Depreciation Expert. Today, we're talking to an expert in the property technology space. Now, as we go through the bonus series of the Geared for Growth Property Investing Podcast, where we're looking at the property investment journey from start to finish, it would be remiss of me to not discuss property technology and its part to play for property managers, professionals, and of course, the landlord themselves. Now, Tom Richards is the co-founder of the Managed App, which is software that helps look after routine inspections, maintenance, the payments. It's got some very innovative technology behind payments and, of course, the statements as well. So Tom gives us a bit of a lay of the land of property technology in Australia, what it started with, what the future technology is going to be and what landlords are actually able to get. He gives some great advice on conversations that landlords should have with their property managers to get full visibility on their investment property. It's a pretty exciting future in Australia for property technology and I wanted to grab Tom to talk to you about everything that he sees in the future and the offerings that he's got in his software as well. Here's Tom. Tom Richards, thanks for joining me on Geared for Growth. Thanks for having me, mate. I really appreciate the invite. No, of course. You're someone that I definitely wanted to pick the brain of because the topic today is property technology. Now, we'll talk a little bit about what you're doing as a day job, but talk to us about prop tech. It's something that has been a big buzzword. We now have prop tech awards in Australia. For, for your average investors, perhaps they haven't heard too much about it, but what were some of the first sort of iterations of prop tech in Australia? Yeah, I mean, prop tech has always traditionally targeted real estate agents in the, in the early days. Um, it was always focused on helping an agency become a little bit more efficient. But what we've seen uh, with this whole prop tech explosion is just so many different pieces of tech that are targeting different users in different spaces. And a lot of it is starting to filter down to landlords themselves. Uh, so whether it's self-managing or, or doing their own reports or, or managing payments, all those kinds of things. So it's uh, it, the evolution has really pushed throughout this little ecosystem that we've got and it's touching almost every stakeholder now. Mm. And who are the big uh, beneficiaries of, of PropTech from a financial investment point of view? Are we talking these are the real estate portals that are doing it or is it really just anyone that sees value in creating something that makes transactions easier or makes communication better between agent and landlord, for example? Yeah, I mean, the big PropTech players like your domains and, and REAs and those kinds of guys, they are obviously releasing lots of products and, uh, and are benefiting greatly from them. But the other platforms in the industry, you see a lot of different founders behind them. And a lot of them come from just uh, mum and dad investors, real estate agents, um, people that are on the ground floor with uh, with the, uh, and facing those problems. And they've just gone out and created something quite simple, but it solves the problem. I know one of my mates started a, a business in the form space a while ago, just from his frustrations of using legislative forms and filling out PDFs with the REI and created something much more simple. And that just purely came from his experience in signing leases with people. So you do have the big players, but there's also a lot of great tech that's coming from the garages of some of these guys that are doing it as a hobby project, and then it becomes a little bit bigger than than what they anticipated. That's great. Yeah, I guess when it, when people see an inefficiency or a need and they create something based on that, there's a lot of great companies that have been created that way. And uh, please tell your mate to talk to the banks too, because yeah. they seem to be a little bit slower than the real estate uh, industry. Why do you think real estate is the industry for disruption and for this tech? 
technology? Is it just by virtue of the fact that it's a big sector in Australia? I think just because there's so many moving parts. I mean, if you just look at property management as an example, it's an incredibly complicated process. Lots of variables, lots of stakeholders, um, lots of physical requirements as well. I mean, you've got your maintenance, you're on site, you've got your routine inspections where you've got to go out there, your inspections. You can't get away from a lot of that, the manual admin and and the manual tasks that you need to do both in person and and online. And that's just part of it, right? You've got your whole sales and then you've got maintenance and then you delve into the, the other side for the investors. So I think it's purely because there's so much there that needs to be done. People see it as an opportunity to remove a lot of that admin with tech. When it comes to your average property investor who is working with a property manager and presumably they're getting their statements, the property manager is organising maintenance, typically what, what are the systems that are that are in play that an investor might not know that the real estate company is using? Yeah, most of the um, investors would be aware that there's a reporting system behind the scenes. Um, Probably what they don't understand is how much is involved with getting that statement to them. Um, So if you look at the trust accounting world, the amount of admin that goes into trust accounting and how much is required to reconcile those payments and make sure everything arrives at the right place and that the reports make sense, all those kinds of things. Um, It's not as simple as just getting a a statement out of a trust account software. It's uh, There's a lot more that goes into it, whereas the investor just sees a pretty PDF at the end of the month and that's about it. (laughs) What do you see on the agenda for investors? Are are they likely to see more interaction where, for example, they're submitting sort of tickets uh, or let's say the tenant is submitting tickets to a property manager for the landlord to approve? Do you think landlords will see a little bit more technology in their day-to-day interaction with their investment property and their property manager? Definitely. I mean, it's already happening. Uh, All the the latest iterations of property management tech are all moving on from that old trust accounting approach. So if you look at the old rests and and the property trees and the property me's, all those guys that have been around for a while with the, under the old processes, you'll see that a lot of the new tech do things in a very different way to those oldest, um, sort of, in my, in my opinion, outdated system, purely because landlords want more. They want access. And if you look at uh, how you interact, Mike, with your, your internet banking, uh, if I was to sell you a bank account now, uh, I'd be very surprised if you took the one with no alerts and no internet banking, no online portal. If I told you you had to go to your branch to get your balance update, would you do it? Or would you, if, you, if you had to call a branch manager to know how much was in your bank account, would you accept that product? Yeah. Or would you go to CBA and say, okay, well, we've got the, uh, the best app in the business and everything's at your fingertips, it's fully personalized and you've got 100% clarity on your money. Investors want that same experience for their property now. Yeah, I don't need to answer that question because I think everybody knows the answer. It's a little bit when, uh, a little bit like when the self checkout things came in as coals as much as I want to sort of support employees and that sort of stuff you know we do tend to like the ease of the of, of flicking through and, and not having to have that interaction sort of thing don't we yeah yeah and it's faster I mean why would you join a line of 20 people to get the same result right you're still getting your groceries at the end of the day you're just getting it faster and you're walking through and it's just a much more efficient process what do you see as the benefit for the investor with the influx of this property technology or does it really translate more to the property manager and then is that sort of passed on with greater efficiency and lower fees who's the real winner here yeah i mean the real winner at this stage with a lot of these a lot of the platforms is still the property management business because a lot of it hasn't filtered through to the investor or there's still a hesitation in the industry
industry for property managers to share the technology with their investors. There is a lot of, oh, I don't think my landlord would like that. Mm. And, and we see that a lot in, in, in our day-to-day operations. And, and in some cases, it's true because a lot of landlords are a little bit old school and they still like their paper statement being posted out to them and, uh, and those kinds of things. But it's becoming less and less common that you get those old school landlords and more common that you want someone that wants a, a, a touch point almost every day or a, techni- a, a bit of tech that keeps them connected. Yeah, and I, and I see that continuing to change, right, as the, the baby boomers sort of transition out and, and even according to our sort of metrics, the average investor is kind of closer more to to my age in the in a sort of mid to late 30s although I'm clinging on to that I've got to be honest um, when it comes to the future of property technology are there any things that you think are rich kind of ground areas that we haven't solved that there needs to be more efficiency or transparency yeah I mean I definitely think that the approach to money is a big one I mean for me I mean there's a reason why we designed our business without a trust account and there's a lot of them coming out of the woodwork now but for me trust accounting is something that is still prevalent and and doesn't need to be so that's one of the big ones for me is to is to see trust account disappear over the next little while it's a very archaic way of handling money uh, the other approach is is purely around maintenance and communicating um, the property's condition I think taking a bunch of photos from an iPhone from a, a property manager is not a great way to really understand how you can maximize the return on your investment how to look at things like depreciation how to look at things like capital improvements preventative maintenance all those kinds of things so they're probably the two biggest ones for me and also the two biggest ones to tackle because they're quite large that's a really interesting point because if you look at your average communication with a property manager just sort of using myself as a case study rarely do i get a conversation where it's kind of like if you were to do xyz at this property i anticipate that your valuation would be an extra 10 percent, or your rent could probably be increased by x amount which would be payback period of six months or something like that 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 seems to be a hugely lacking thing. Is that something that you've got your eye on with, with your business? Yeah, definitely. I mean, if, if I was to ask you how much, where would you go now if you wanted an idea of what your property was worth in the rental market, uh, I think you'd be pretty well stumped um, because there's a million tools out there for sales and estimating values and looking through the history of, uh, of what houses have sold for in a street like RP data and those kinds of things. Uh, but there's very few records on rental returns. Yes. It's very difficult to find out what, what you realistically should get in the market. You might find that a, a property was advertised as a two bedroom for eight fifty in the in the advertising history, but they might assign that lease at six fifty. You never know. So it, having that access to information is something that would need to come to allow to enable property managers to give a bit more guidance. And I think that's part of the reason why they don't do that is that they just don't have any solid information or solid data. Now that data exists in the residential sales space with say value of generals, obviously you're needing to have a record of that, which will sort of figure out what the stamp duty is that you're paying. Is there an equivalent of that with rental uh, information? Is there data out there that can be kind of farmed and mined and analysed? It's it's difficult because that data belongs to the individual real estate agencies or those landlords. Mm. Uh, there is no, the reason why the sales um, data is so accessible is 
because you've got public registers of these amounts. You've got your land and titles and all those sort of businesses. I don't even know if it's called that anymore, but uh, you've got uh, public records uh, with those sale amounts. Yes. Whereas you don't have to register how much you lease your property for, right? Uh, it's it's just on a piece of paper in a lot of instances or saved in a, in a property manager's system uh, and never really shared with anybody. So accessing that is a lot harder. There is uh, There's some great estimate um, tools that I know are in the works at the moment from some of the bigger players, but uh, they're, they're yet to be seen and uh, and their effectiveness is yet to be seen. Yeah, and I suppose they'll always have limitations based on generic sort of median rentals and, and Unless whatever. Unless you've been to the property, it's very difficult. Um, and and that's the hard thing. I mean, doing a sales appraisal, it's why agents still get in their car and go and have a look at a property physically mm. and why desktop appraisals are, uh, are, are taken with a grain of salt when it comes to valuation firms. And they can do them, but it is, uh, it, it's usually a lot more accurate to have somebody go through the property and compare um, a, uh, apples and apples as opposed to just two bed, two bath, one parking because it doesn't tell the, uh, the full story. The Give for Growth Property Investing Podcast is presented by our business, MCG Quantity Surveyors. If you're an investor or a property professional looking to get the best tax depreciation deductions for yourself or your clients, please get in touch with us at mcgqs.com.au. It's our mission to help as many property investors as we can to maximize their claims and maximize their property education as well. Yeah, exactly. Now, now tell us about your business, why you started it, what is the problem that you're planning to solve with Managed? Yeah, we um, the, the key word that we wanted to, or that we built our business around was clarity. We really wanted an open forum for managing property. I just felt that uh, that giving landlords and, and tenants and tradies tech that allow them to be on the same page at all times as the property manager would make for a much more healthy and conflict-free relationship. That, that was the, the, our main goal from the start. We did that in a number of different ways. And we'll, when I say we did that, we're working towards that. I don't think we'll ever 100% get there because no one ever does. But we did that firstly with the payments because I felt that that was one part of the real estate industry that was quite hidden. So a property manager previously had control over statements, right? You could enter whatever you wanted in your, in your, in your software and then that would go out to your owner. So the, the statement never actually reflected the real world transactions that were going on behind the scenes. They were all just entries. Mm. So what we did was we created, we created internet banking for the property, which was an identical experience to their personal bank account. So owners were used, landlords were used to having a personal bank account, a business account, an offset account, kids accounts, all those things, and they could they control their permissions and, and visibility and alerts and personalize them. Um, they just could never do that for their uh, their property until Managed App came along. So that was one of the big ones for us. And then the communication side was key too. So being able to opt in for alerts that allowed everybody to, to give their feedback in real time, communicate in real time, it all helped to achieve that that openness that we were after. Let's zero in on the on the payment side of things. So the traditional model is a trust account. So that's where the real estate agent has a bank account which, where it's kind of funds in trust for all of their clients for want of a better term. So your rent goes into the trust account, your property manager might be withholding some of that to pay for maintenance and then you're kind of getting your statement. With, with your system, there, there is an individual bank account for each property or each property investor without sort of a third party account owned by the agency? That's exactly right. So it's, it's it, we use the term account loosely. It's a digital wallet. And I'm sure 
90% of the listeners will be familiar with that, not so much by the term, but by other businesses that use them. So if you think about your PayPal's or your Airtaskers, they all have the, the digital wallet approach. So pa- PayPal's a great analogy. You can keep money in your profile, right? And I can use it to buy anything I want. Yep, if yep. somebody buys something off me, I can keep it in my PayPal account or I can send it to my bank account. So our, our system, our technology that we built worked in a very similar way. Um, we just repurposed that tech and built some really clever logic to apply to all the, the real basic property management workflows and also some of the edge cases that property managers have to deal with. What about things like the routine inspection and the maintenance? How is that typically handled by property managers at the moment? Yeah, so they usually have a number of different apps that allow them to do it. I mean, I know a lot of my mates that run real estate agencies have multiple subscriptions when it comes to these workflows. So they might use a a maintenance app or a tradie app as a third party, which helps them run that process. Uh, And then they'll use a different app to run their inspections and they'll have a different one for forms and then they'll have a a different one for applications and then they'll have a different one for their trust accounting and some of the basic processes. And the reason why they do that is because, as most people are aware, there is no one app that does everything. And and that's typically the case in in any industry, right? Even at Managed App, when we use Google to power the base of our business, it's something like a trillion dollar business now, whatever it is. And uh, and we're on Zoom today because you can't record on Google Hangouts. As an example, yeah. so if you think if a trillion dollar business can't deliver something that uh, that we need as as a tech business, um, there's no chance that uh, that all the prop tech's going to be able to do everything. And that's something that a lot of real estate agents uh, have become aware of, and they are looking for the best tech in each particular field. Um, so that's why they've got all these different systems uh, to manage those workflows at the moment. Now, for the poor landlord that's that's listening, that's saying, "Yeah, this this Tom guy, he's onto stuff. I I want what he's talking about." Can they be say having this conversation with their property manager, saying, "What technology do you use? I want access to all the back end stuff." Or can they be saying, "I want you to be using this managed system"? Is it up to the real estate? agent to basically kind of acquiesce to the landlord? It is, yeah. So at at the end of the day, if a landlord is looking around for an agent, that's one of the things that I encourage any property investor that's looking to hire an agent to run their their, their investment is ask them what tech they use and what benefits they get. Um, and when they tell you you get a portal, ask them what that is because <laughs> it's typically a buzzword. Yeah, you get a portal and it's basically just document storage that never gets updated. So ask what the real benefits are of the software that they use. Can you get instant payments or do you still have to wait are they double handling your money? Does the agency still have to touch the money or come direct to you? So all those kinds of things. Can I chat with you? Can I see real-time alerts? Can I personalize my notifications? All those kinds of things. So they're all things that are important to me and a lot of my mates that own investment properties. But it is definitely a question that they should be asking. If you're already with an agency, um, chances are they might be considering new tech um, if they are running trust accounts because most agencies that are running trust accounts now are looking at the alternative solutions because they have become become prominent. So just ask them what, what they're looking at, where they're thinking of going and let them know how important it is because they do base their decisions like most businesses on feedback from their customers. Mm. Um, it's a really important part of that decision-making process. Is the property management industry a, a little bit kind of sleepy and you know wanting to sort of continue the status quo or, or do they see the advantages in the prop technology as something that they're desperately trying to claw onto as well? I mean, who's the real driver? Yeah, I mean, the, the driver would be the investor I see in, in a lot of cases. Property management businesses are typically quite slow to adopt technology and make changes. 
And I think it's almost like a stalemate. I think they think that the investors don't want to do anything and the investors think that the the, uh, the management businesses are getting a little bit lazy with uh, with updating their tech and it's kind of this, this Mexican standoff in terms of upgrading. Yeah. Um, so I think it's uh, it's worthwhile both of them understanding what's out there and looking at the industry data and doing surveys and even looking at, at the conversations and the communications that a lot of landlords are having or even the trends of how much self-managed tech has taken off over the last few years. That gives you an idea. I mean, Macquarie Bank, I think they released a report where they assumed something like 30 percent of landlords had gone to, to privately managing their property mm. and i think part of the reason for that is is the tech that they get on that side was better than the trust accounting tech yeah no that's a really interesting point i, I wondered i wonder if you might uh indulge us by by sort of finishing off with giving us an idea about what the landlord could actually get what it what is out there what can their discussion with the property manager be if they're wanting to say get a technology in their uh real estate practice there like manage where they've got all of these bells and whistles what what should an investor be saying that they that they want that, that they want i will there's there's a number of things that the key parts i want access to my information as an investor um so that's something that i'd be encouraging all investors to look at so being able to log on have a look at details access documents and see reports i would want real-time payments so I don't want somebody else as an in individual. I don't want somebody else touching my money. Um, I don't also don't want my money sitting in a trust account because I can put that money in my offset, right? So rather mm. than my monthly rent sitting in a trust account for th the best part of three weeks, four weeks, depending on the, on the tenant's uh, payment frequency, I could have that in my offset account, reducing the interest over the course of my loan. Why would I put it in a trust? Mm. It also means I don't have the cash flow if I need it. I'd like options when it comes to making payments. Um, so the ability to pay things on a credit card, as an example, to conserve cash as opposed to taking it out of my uh, rental income. The ability to, to fund certain things. If I've got a special levy or a big maintenance bill, let's say I need to pay 10 grand to do a, a coat of paint and carpet and, and other improvements just because the property's getting tired. I'd like the ability to pay in for and make partial payments or, or use something similar to, to Afterpay or, or Possible or one of those, uh, one of the, the lenders, because that allows me to update it without putting too much strain on my cash. So, they're some of the big ones from the, the access, the information, the payments. And I also want to know exactly what's going on with the property itself. So I want to see photos, videos, comments. I want real-time updates on the condition of the property. Um, I want to track my capital improvements and, and understand um, when things get over 10 years old, as an example. Um, and I wanted to be able to look at my property profile and see all that info. So they're, they're, they're the biggest things from my end. Now, you've obviously uh, built this system. So for property in investors that want to have their con uh, this conversation with their property managers, uh, where, where can they go to sort of see some of this in evidence and 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 have this conversation with their property manager yeah so we do a I mean, we don't have a a portal per se that allows them to find a managed app powered agency um what we do um is we we typically ask them to inquire through the website and we'll give them a list of all the agencies within their service area we're not a portal or we're not a lead gen tool for agencies um so we're, we just want to be as open as possible we can share all of the agencies within that area and we encourage them to approach them because at the end of the day, tech is an enabler. It doesn't it doesn't stipulate who the best person is. So we encourage investors to make sure it ticks the boxes when it comes to tech, but also look at the individual agency and their point of difference and whether they're a good fit for that individual. So I'd encourage them to jump on the website or Manage TV, which is our YouTube channel, look through all the investor videos, send an inquiry and go through the list of agencies that are powered by Managed App within their area and see which one is the best fit for them. 
bit. Awesome. There's a lot of good stuff coming for, for property managers, just more empowerment and, and understanding of their, their assets, which is a huge part of their financial future. So this is pretty critical stuff. Tom, thank you very much for sharing your time and your wisdom today. Mate, I really appreciate it. Thank you again. Cheers.